Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia. And you know... (laughs) 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 I have Master John, Lord Ballard, Johnny Hotcakes, King Motherfucker, whatever you want to fucking call him, tonight. He's here. (laughs) He is here. It is I, Johnny Hotcakes, Lord Ballard, Master John. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, me! (laughs) Oh, that was so mild and so mild. You can do better. Yay! (laughs) Much better. Oh, my face hurts. You make me hurt myself. (sighs) You know, I got a really nice email from a gentleman, and he was so... He was quite excited because I gave him my phone number and he wrote me he's like Mr. Smee I just came across your podcast and I love it and I was like oh that's so sweet so kind of you to say that I'm so glad you like it and um, needless to say I was like you know if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions you know feel free to contact me here's my number he's like oh my god really I'm like yeah you know call me up it'll be fun <laughs> you're such a dork. Hey, you know it's it's great. It is so great, and I'm glad you like it when people stroke you. I mean, stroke your ego. You know, if they stroke my pussy first. I might like that, but I don't think that I'm all about stroking my ego because I don't like to be center of attention. If you hadn't noticed, I'm a big old attention whore, though. You are a big old attention whore. You know, the other night when we were doing our demo, I felt like. When you flip the script and you're like, oh, I'm going to tell everybody about Mia. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, God, what's John going to tell them about me? <laughs> you know. All and good it's, stuff. <laughs> it's all good stuff. Oh, I know it's going to be all good stuff. I just don't like to be center of attention. It's okay here because nobody really sees me. You know, it's okay. And I'm talking and I'm acting like a total fucking idiot. And that's cool. Because you're trying to keep up with me. Absolutely. I got tons of competition with you. Right. You you got to try hard to be a total fucking Ab- idiot. Absolutely. Oh. All right. <laughs> you crazy motherfucker. So tonight we're talking the BDSM Training Academy, Unleash yes. Your Kinky Desires. And it's a beautiful girl and she's wrapped up in saran wrap. Yes, she is. And, you know, I will say... Misty Rain's here anyway. We're going to talk about it. Because, yeah. Because we're going to do this shit to her. We're going to do this to you. <sighs> <laughs> you know, you wrap up someone in saran wrap. You put them on a massage table. You mm. wrap them up and it's just tighter and tighter. And you're confined. You, you know? cannot move. Nothing. You cannot move. And, you know, I mean, ultimately you start perspiring, which is normal, you know, but there's sense, such a sensation that when you tease somebody and you torture somebody that usually when it's a dude, because this is what we do with dudes, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're a woman, you don't have right. a penis, no, I don't. But, but we will make a cut right there where your vagina is. We'll put a massager yes, down. Yes, we will. And torture the fuck out of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Not that sounds horrible. Right? Yeah. And then we can cut out spots for your nipples so we can put, like, nipple suckers <laughs> on you. God. We can do whatever we want. You can't fucking move. You can't stop us. You can say You can say no. <laughs> matter. But that's not your no. safe word, is it? No. You don't know your safe word. I didn't tell you what it was. 
I love it. I love it. Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> So, you know, one time we did this with somebody and, you know, we took and before we put the saran wrap on him, he had a fetish for chocolate and smelling chocolate. So I took and went and got some batter and made this chocolate batter. Oh, yum. Right? Yes. And I let, and he was a little, little man. He's like 120 <laughs> pounds, soaking wet, you know, 5'2", and he just looks like a little tiny boy, you know. I'm like, I feel like a man with a 10-year-old. I'm like, come here, little boy. <laughs> and he gets a spatula. <laughs> I was taking my spatula with my chocolate. And I was like, <laughs> I did see your ID, so I know you're old enough for this. And I'm just layering it on. You have to be 18 years older to ride this ride. <laughs> exactly. Don't ride this train, bitch. Can't get chocolate on you unless you're old enough. Boy. So he's, he's laying there, an all frail, little skinny boy. And so fucking cute. I got pictures. And he's laying there, and it's so cute. And he's like, <gasps> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was great. And then I, oh my god, we have peanut gallery. I think you're gonna hyperventilate. Let breathe, it out. Breathe. Let it out. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, so we wrapped him in saran wrap. And I just we made it snug, and it was all like it was like mushed down on him and smeared down on him, and he's just like, oh, god. just squeezing it between oh, his god. balls. Yeah, oh. I layered it all down the front of him, all the way down, almost to his toes, just to his ankles. But like he was creaming himself, like he had an erection the entire time, oh, wow. and then that batter got hot. So then he was just like a heated up wet brownie. You know? I'm like, yeah. And I was like. She got like, a hair dry and just heated up and cooked it right on top of it. <laughs> no, I took the massager and like ran it down his body. And I was like, when you're done, I'm going to start licking you clean. And he's, like, he's like, yes, mistress. Yes. You know. And then afterwards, afterwards, I took and, you know, started cutting down. After he had completely ejaculated inside the plastic, I took and cut it down from the neck down. And when it was all done at the very bottom of his feet, it popped open like a fucking cocoon. And he's like, <laughs> <"Ugh."> <laughs> That was the best. Like, like, I said, you're my butterfly. Fly away, little butterfly boy. And we don't even need to read this article because you just explained the whole thing. <laughs> I did it. It was live. It was like there. It was fun. It was great fun. So does so. that mean that you'll put chocolate on me and lick it off, John? <laughs> yeah, I've done yeah. that already. Mm. Yeah, that's put a strawberries good inside you. Eat those motherfuckers. <laughs> So, with the article, it says the power of mummification is within BDSM. Obviously, it's a fetish. It's a kink. And it says, with each step deeper into your desires, new experiences can be found that will heighten the senses, ignite the body, and electrify the mind. 
And that's what we do. We electrify the mind. We talk about that all the time. It's not so much about what we're doing to the person. It's about what headspace we're putting them in. Absolutely. Not everybody can do that. Very true. Very true. And I find that people that we that really enjoy bondage, extreme bondage and mummification, like that is for somebody like me or John, we don't like, we feel a little claustrophobic, you know, but a lot of people that have had, you know, again, trauma, right. It is one of those things that it's like their happy place. It feels safe. Yeah. It feels secure. Yeah. Um, it feels like a blanket. I mean, if yeah. if you've been uh, doing bondage for a while um, as the one receiving, you can go into subspace almost immediately. I believe it. And there's a fear factor to it, too, oh, that people right. really enjoy. They like not having control. Somebody yeah. else has complete control over them. They can't move. They can't say no. They're, they're at your mercy. Yeah. So... Shall you continue on for Shall us? I? Master John, Lord Bala. While bondage is a common practice for many in this lifestyle, it is truly diverse fetish and contains many different niches within it. One intensity consuming area of bondage that has left many people begging for more is mummification. Mummification is not for the faint of heart and is not without its own risks. There have been deaths due to mummification, and so a great deal of respect, caution, and care must be taken at all times. We talk about this all the time. Any, we do. Anything you do has a <clears throat> has a risk factor to it. So safe, sane, and consensual. Yeah. The same part, you know, I can't. We're all fucking can't, nuts. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, so absolutely. I eat fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put fire in my mouth. It's it's, I, it's dumb. Yeah. It's a dumb thing to do. I'm waiting for it to actually come out of your asshole one day. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on. You know what? I was dreaming today <laughs> that it was just coming out of my nose and my ears. And I was like, <laughs> Just coming out of all the orifices. And I'm just a fucking dragon. Look at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm dead now, but look at me. <laughs> wow. Okay. What a visual. Yeah, what a visual. <laughs> I like it coming out of your asshole better. Just say. <laughs> I can fart and light it if you want. Oh, I bet you can. <laughs> oh. Okay, this is not meant to be a a scare tactic, but to make you aware that there are risks involved. By knowing and understanding the risks involved, you begin to explore more extreme play. Can you better decide if this is a step that you truly want to take? So, mummification can be an edge play because it gets really tight. It's going to be a lot of breath regulation and breath play depending on how tight you get it and what you're doing. Spit on me. We didn't consent to that. <laughs> you do as you told. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> what is mummification? All right. There are many people within the BDSM lifestyle who enjoy the art of bondage. Bondage is the act of restraining someone to the limit and to limit their movements. The submissive partner is generally the one who is wrapped by the dominant partner. Oh, and you jump ahead here. It says. While complete, while completely encased, cocooned, the individual become completely immobilized. Cocooned. That's yeah, a cocooned. good. That's, that's a, a good, great word. Yeah, because yeah. we'll get to that later. But yeah, it's a good word. Yeah. And you explained it a little bit earlier. Yes, Misty, you want to become that butterfly? Mm-hmm. Well, you want to be put in a cocoon. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking. 
<laughs> I would I would do it with Master John. Yeah. Yeah, you Absolutely. Um, it, it sounds scary. <laughs> you have to do it with someone you trust. And that's well, the point. You know, he stops and he'll say, you know, how are you doing? Is this okay? And yeah. I know that he'll check on me throughout. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it gets too scary, then he'll stop. Absolutely. Right? Of course. <laughs> right, John? And then I, of course I will. I'll stop whenever you want. <laughs> But and, I also know and then I'll pull out my big scary knife and cut you out. See, <laughs> he'll make it pleasurable. Oh, I bet. Uh, Fun okay. times. All right. Okay, where are we at? <laughs> I lost my place. Distracting. Vulnerable um, to the dominant. There we go. That's the important part. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, bondage restraints can be anything from rope, tape, cuffs, scarves, chain, basically anything you can use to secure a portion of the body. In mummification, the submissive is typically cocooned, causing complete immobilization rather than only restraining a section of the submissive limbs, thereby allowing some limited movement for struggle. So mummification is is basically what it sounds like. You know, you think of a mummy in the horror movies, they're completely wrapped up in this tight cocoon, and they can't move. Yeah. And that's what we do. Absolutely. Except we do it with saran wrap. (laughs) <laughs> this isn't something that somebody should just jump right into, don't you think? It's oh, something no. that should build up to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times there's people who, who will say, look, I haven't done this. This is my first time. And, you know, they'll tell me, I really like extreme bondage. So if they automatically like extreme bondage, then they could handle it. But for someone who couldn't and it's their first time and they've never been there before, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, let's let's try, um, you know, cuffs first. first. (laughs) Straight jackets, back beds. (laughs) No, John, you're on the wrong page. Okay, okay, back beds are way past mummification. Exactly, handcuffs, John. Handcuffs. Handcuffs, no. Come on, for real. Listen, handcuffs are not fun. Um, furry. They're painful. No. Wrist cuffs. You got to get leather wrist cuffs. Oh, okay. All right. They're much more secure. (laughs) (laughs) They smell good. They feel good. (laughs) (laughs) I got ankle cuffs, too. (laughs) Shut your ass down. Don't worry. (laughs) But for the dominant, if it's your first time mummifying somebody, too. Don't wrap them really tight. No. Learn what you're doing. Because if you pull this ram wrap too tight, they can't breathe. So there's a lot of safety concerns and a lot of, there's a learning curve with everything. Absolutely. So, you know, the first time I did it, we didn't wrap them really tight. Yeah. And we'd get a little bit tighter and we'd do several layers. But, you know, the second time and the third time, now it's where if I can see that my sub is doing okay, we pull that a little bit tighter and we I, I can check on them a little bit better yeah. because I know what to look for. Yeah. But just like anything else, you want to watch the joints. You want to watch. Yeah. You don't compress them at the knees. No. Yeah. A lot of those things. The chest, you got to be really careful because if you compress yeah. it too tight, they can't breathe. Yeah. That's entirely true. And then you wrap their face with it. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I do. I've done that before. <laughs> you give them a breathing tube and you wrap their fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> They're not moving their head either. You can make a hole right there. They don't need to be Absolutely. Absolutely. Fine. 
breathe out of your mouth, little bitch. <laughs> and then, then what she does is sticks her thumb over the hole so you can't breathe either. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> well, that's why you're doing it. Not me. <laughs> I'll say, I control your breathing now. <laughs> yeah, you scared the shit out of them too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just fun times. Okay. Not being able to move at all is a huge turnoff for many people. Mummification is not just restricting the submissive. It can also be used to create mild to complete sensory deprivation for the submissive, thus forcing the submissive to focus only on the few sensations the dominant chooses to provide. Like we said, if you wrap their head, they can't talk, they can't see, Mm -hmm. because their eyes lids are strapped tight, they can't hear very well. Yeah. your sense of touch is changed. Very much. And so. that's one of the fun things. You wrap somebody up and then you flog them. It's a whole different sensation. It is. It's completely different. It is. So your sense of touch is gone. Your sense of hearing, sight, speech, it's all gone. The only, I mean, you still have taste, but your mouth is strapped shut. So what are you going to taste? Your tears? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's huge sensory deprivation. I like it when they cry. Yeah, you do. (laughs) This can lead to a truly heightened sense of arousal as the submissive's mind quiets. Any form of stimulation becomes amplified as the submissive has nothing else to focus on or distract them from what the dominant is doing. How exciting is that? Extremely. Yeah. You know, I've had my subs before. I, you know, I'll, I'll leave them handcuffed to the box or I'll leave them strapped in. And, you know, I'll come back a couple hours later and they're like, how long have I been in here? Is it nighttime? <laughs> <laughs> they won't know. And one time I was disciplining my sub <laughs> and I had her face down on the red box and she cried and cried and cried because I went in there. I did bastionado on her. I said, you're running your fucking mouth. Mm. This is your discipline. You know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to lay here until I decide I want to release you. You know, tough shit, little bitch. And that's what she signed up for. That's it. That's exactly it. And needless to say, she just cried and cried, cried all of her makeup off. And then afterwards, she took a picture. I said, take a fucking picture and remind yourself the next time you're going to run your fucking mouth. You're going to look at the tears on that box and remember what a dumb little bitch you were that day. <laughs> you know, she still got that picture. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Fuck that melon. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that melon, you dirty cunt. That was a fun day. <laughs> Trying different melons on her, like making her fuck it like a monkey. It was great. All right. <laughs> okay. So this talks about different types of mummification. Yeah. So what are different? We we talked about saran wrap, but there's yes. other ways. There's bondage, bondage tape. Bondage tape, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have arm binders that they're showing. Leather arm yeah. binders. Those are cool. Because I like, you know, I'm not a rigger. Sure. But I do like device bondage and predicament bondage. So yeah. arm binders and straight jackets and all those things. Yeah. I get really excited about. You like the, the vac bed. You like watching us oh, put yeah. that guy in that the vac, vac bed. That was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Just watching. It looked like almost like Star Wars when Han Solo is stuck into that 
Yeah. Freezer container, whatever it's called. Yeah. They freeze him, and it sucks down to his body. You can see his whole form. That's yeah. what the vac bed looks like. Yeah, it sure does. You give him a little breathing tube. <laughs> <laughs> he was a champ doing it, too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. All right. So, so I think it's time for you to talk some. Is it? Yeah. Well, it goes into bondage tape. And, you know, here we're in Florida. Bondage tape, it just doesn't work that well. It's it gets humid. Won't stick. It won't stick. Exactly. You know, honestly, we talk a lot of, about getting equipment and different things. My violet wand I got for thirty six dollars because I know how to get it. Yeah. Bondage tape. You know what bondage tape is? Tell us, John. It's veterinarian tape. Oh. That's what it is. You can go get it for a third of the price from the veterinarian as you do from the from the, from the shop. store. It's okay. the same thing. Wow. That's where it was. That's where it was created. How do you like that? Do a little research. You can get a lot of stuff for a lot of cheaper. John, you are so smart. Thanks. You surprise me like every day with something new. Do I? Fun fact. Yes, it's always fun. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get people into it. Yeah, and they can do more. That's that's a good fact to know. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I've never been a fan of bondage tape, but you know, I took my sub and I've got pictures of it, of course, like you do. <laughs> you got to record the shit. Um, but I took and wrapped him up in saran wrap, and he wanted to be wrapped, and then he wanted to be duct taped completely. So I duct taped him head to toe, and it was red duct tape, and that was the most tedious shit I've ever done in my entire. That's why I don't do fucking rope, oh, you bet. know. And it was—I mean, it took me a good two hours. It takes a long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. And then once I was done, after of course he orgasms and loves this, you know, solitude and being confined and everything else. The little bastard says, "Oh, do you see the lines in the tape? It kind of wrinkled." I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. What, what did you say? Oh, nothing, mistress. I'm like, oh, bitch. <laughs> it's on my donkey tongs. <laughs> it's on my play now. But yeah. He's being know, a little bratty, huh? He was being very bratty. But yeah. <laughs> so now you're a brat tamer. Yeah. You Good know, you. so we did the back bed. And um, I will say with the back bed, it's always best to use earplugs mm. because ultimately, right. you know, the negative it, pressure. Yeah, the negative pressure, it'll suck, and then it could cause your your eardrums to pop, you know? Well, it's a good thing y'all know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Can you imagine someone that doesn't? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen people that don't know what they're doing. We've seen a lot of that. (laughs) My knee hurt for three months. (laughs) We've heard about your knee quite a bit. Yeah, I'll show up. Yeah, okay. (laughs) We'll talk about traffic on the stage. Talk about your dick anytime, John. (laughs) (laughs) But John likes to be choked out, so that's always fun. Anybody wants to watch that, we'll just we'll do it. (laughs) I thought you were going to do it at the demo, but you never did. No, I I kept telling her, like, she's going to show you how to choke me. I'll I'll show Misty how to do it, but I didn't want to do it at the demo because I already saw certain people and they were kind of like scared. They were kind of scared. Yeah, scared of what? We didn't do anything intense. Well, you know, you're in a dungeon. That's one, right? And a lot of them were very new. Okay, and so it was good that I dumped it down to kindergarten. Oh, definitely, definitely scaring some vanillas. Yeah, and I mean the fact that you used food. Clark Griswold told me he's like. That was supposed to be vanilla, but it went real chocolate real quick. <laughs> I'm like, my bad. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> and then we said, huh. then we said, this was hilarious. It might have been the chocolate I dripped on. 
after <laughs> after we talked about the episode, I said, you know who would really have loved eat that strawberry was Mrs. Maybe. Griswold. Oh yes, uh, not right. you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so we so, told, I'll feed it to you next time. We told Miss Ellen Griswold, "Hey, you know, John and I talked about this, and next time you're going to be eating that strawberry." And she's like, "Oh God, I would have loved that." I said, "Yeah, you're such a whore. You would have gone back and double dipped that shit, wouldn't you?" She's like, "Yes, I would." Well, too, if we had time. <laughs> Oh like bite the tip off and rub it on yes. there and do it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she's in a treat for her birthday. That's Boom. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it does get into types of mummification. Right. So zone limited and full body. So the zone mummification is obviously talks about different parts of the body and where you're actually restricting it. Right, so like if you yeah. s- strap their arms together. Yeah. Like the leather binders that we talked about. And that's fun. If you put someone's arms behind their back and you do it, you know, that's great. Right, and then you tie them to a winch and start cranking it up and pull their arms back behind their head. That shit hurts. Absolutely. Especially and they're not going any fucking where. How about when we face them to the winch, put an anal hook in their ass. That's what I was about to say. Crank Boom. that bitch up. <laughs> Then they're really not going anywhere. Exactly. (laughs) Trying to escape now? No. Um. (laughs) Now you're telling all my secrets. I was going to do that to her. (laughs) Now she knows. (laughs) I'll still enjoy it. She just don't know when it's going to happen. She still wants it. (laughs) So limited mummification is where the body is wrapped only from the neck to the feet. The head is not wrapped. Oh. See, so wrapping the head is a thing. Oh, of course it is. We've done it before, but I just never (laughs) used the technical term of it's limited mummification. Who the fuck cares? It's still, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to be educational. We're supposed to care. (laughs) We don't care about the wording. We care care. about the action and that is Don't give a shit about you. We just care about if we're having fun or not. Exactly. Exactly. Now put this ball gag in your mouth. I'm Shut the, the dog. fuck up. Do what I say. <laughs> oh, God. And then full body mummification is an extreme form of bondage. That's when it's full body. Hence, that's what we just talked about. Head to toe, to right. the bottom of the feet. Wrapping their head face with this ram wrap. Put them in the the body bag or the back bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back bed's a lot of fun. <laughs> Just saying, Misty. Is it? Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. It gets cl- it's, it's, it hits one of my limits, and okay. so this is this would be pushing a limit. Yeah, that I would be more than happy to try with with um, someone you trust. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. This form so. of mummification can be disorienting, and therefore mess with the submissive psychologically. During an and after, it can cause long-term emotional trauma if not properly understood and discussed between each participant. And there you go. There we go. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not for sissies. No, no this is the not. real deal. It is yeah. the real deal. Um, it's giving someone complete control. Right. Yeah. Which which is very exciting for a sub. I yeah. mean, it really is. Um, but you can only really let go. If you really trust the Dom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Don't do full body the first time. You do parts of your body. Work up to it, just like anything else. Just like warming up with a flogger. 
you're not going to hit somebody with a flogger as hard as you can the first time they get on the cross. That's just, that's not even reasonable. You're not going to do this. They're going to go full board the first time. Yeah. And when we're like talking. Like we said, we do cuffs first and we yeah. work up to it. <clears throat> and when we were talking about, you know, when we did the demo, we were telling everyone, you know, it's like foreplay. You go slow, you start easy, you know, and you build up, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why John and I get really irritated when we hear people say, oh, you know, I don't like this going easy, you know, this. I'm a this heavy light. player. I'm, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We've heard that multiple times. You can be a heavy player. That's okay. Yeah. We're heavy players too, but we don't just go in crazy full force with a chainsaw cutting people's legs off. <laughs> That's for at least a year down the road. Right? Back up to that shit. <laughs> fun times, fun okay. times. So, John, you want to get in before wrapping? Before wrapping? Oh, we have to your pre- Christmas gift. We have to prepare? Oh, yes. my gift. <laughs> Get an unwrap you later. <laughs> it is essential that both participants consent to the activity and play within their agreed upon limits. If either person uses their safe word or safety call in a scene, then the activity must stop immediately. I really like how they say either person because the Dom yeah. should always have a safe word too. The Dom should always say, I'm not comfortable with what's happening. I don't want to continue. And that's okay. I think that's a good point. A really Absolutely. good point. Because this is... This could be difficult for a dom as well. Absolutely. It says if someone dominant or submissive does not want to have an open and honest dialogue about the modification scene before you play, that should be a serious sign that this is not someone to play with. Right. Very true. We talked about that a lot. Very true. I've had subs before that said, do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. And I've Crazy. stopped them and we don't play anymore. Yeah. You can't tell me do whatever you want. Yeah. Because that's a very dangerous thing to say to somebody. It is. And there's so many times we've, we've had conversations, even within the last year with people, and they've said, oh, yeah, you know, I met this this person at the local dungeon, and they seemed cool, and then I went back home with them, and it was a fucking nightmare. You know? And it's like, who does that? Stop you know, doing someone that. Someone that does not have healthy boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And so what they're doing is they're setting themselves up to get hurt. Very, very, very true. Mm-hmm. So, always trust your instincts. If you don't feel comfortable or feel uneasy, you can say stop, no thank you, or I'm done playing at any time. Don't ever let anyone tell you you can't stop a scene at any time, or you have to participate in an activity you're not comfortable with. So, John, when we try to rape you and sodomize you, you can say stop. But you won't. No, because I can't rape the willing, John. <laughs> You I want my on. mommy. <laughs> I need my diaper changed. <laughs> Somebody give John a titty. All right. <laughs> and you know, if the mouth is covered um, and the sub is not able to speak, there are different ways that you can give signs yeah. that you and the Don will talk about beforehand. Yes. Like blinking the eyes a certain number of times. Yes. Or, yeah. I'll tell him to tap a finger. Right. You know, right. that kind of thing. Wiggle a toe, you know, different movements, definitely. It says trust is essential to mummification. One person is going to be completely immobilized and helpless for who knows how long. If you wouldn't leave your wallet or purse unattended with a person you do not know, chances are pretty good you shouldn't trust your life with them. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem is people do it all the time. Yes. They play with people that they don't know. 
and they yeah. get into dangerous situations, and it doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah. You know what I saw? I saw an interesting video because, you know, I, I always think of the worst case scenario. Like, God forbid, if any of my nieces or nephews were ever kidnapped. But I told my sub one time, because she'd been in compromising situations. I said, you know, if you've ever, you know, I released her at this point, she moved on. I said, what, if you ever find yourself in a compromising situation, she always would wear Keds. And I said, you know, if they zip tie you, you can take your shoelace and actually run your shoelace across that zip tie and break that zip tie. Hmm. Yeah. So just food for thought, you know, it can be broken. Yeah, it can be broken. So I learned so much here. I know it's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But the point of it is, you know, like Ted Bundy, he used zip ties. Right. You know, a lot of people use zip ties. It's it's scary. And zip ties are meant, you know, for 30 plus pounds of pressure, you know, and they don't they don't break very easily. You know, sometimes it's it's in the hundreds of, you know, John, you're more knowledgeable, surely, on zip ties. I mean, they have different levels. Of- <laughs> well, well, I, just because I kidnap people all the time doesn't mean I'd be no more knowledgeable. <laughs> funny. You know, it's a funny story, though. We were just at an event last week, and I get this random text. Hey, you got any zip ties? <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. yeah, actually, I do. Exactly. John always has fucking zip ties. They're Just in, saying. They're in my play bag. In my exactly. <laughs> and so, like, what is Because the, I use them for my sparkle points. Yes. So, what is the strength capacity of certain zip ties? It they have depends on how levels. thick they are. Yeah. 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 But, like, some the thickest. Are, yeah. You can break some of them pretty easily. Some of them you can't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll get tighter. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so I also I also read up on that as well and that they encourage to let the kidnapper let them go ahead and make that tight bondage with the zip ties. That way when you do go to use a shoelace, it'll break easier. Right. I can see that. Yeah. So, interesting, interesting. So, yes, what about letting them out? Because that's a fun process. We never too. let them go. Exactly. <laughs> I totally agree. We never let okay. them go. There's a couple in the slave box tonight. Thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight. <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> I gotta quit telling my secrets. <laughs> but when you cut we're talking a lot about saran wrap tonight there's lots of other ways to do it mm-hmm. but when you have the saran wrap and you cut it open like you talked about before it's like a yeah. cocoon and people I haven't done it but described to me it's like almost being born again yeah like just being released you, yeah you've been in this tight cocoon and all of a sudden you just let your whole body out at once they say it's an amazing feeling yeah I know what it feels like when you've been bound, you know, shibari or, mm-hmm. or something like that, and and the last piece comes off. And if it feels, you know, just a tenth of that, that's pretty awesome. I can imagine. Love that people out. Yeah. You take a pair of scissors and you just cut it straight down and everything just yeah. pops up at once. Yeah. I've it's seen a, it. They love it. They do. Yeah. I love doing it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's go do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to have you look at that massage table. It's right, right there. It's right in the next room. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> On the next episode. <laughs> How did that feel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here it's pretty interesting there. Mummification is not a quick process. Plan at least 30 minutes to wrap the submissive, at least 10 minutes to an hour to leave them wrapped and 15 to 20 minutes to free them. It usually doesn't take that long. If you have the right tool, you can free them in, you know, under two, three minutes. The dominant will need approximately 100 yards of cling wrap, a few yards of duct tape, a head mask, cotton balls, ace bandages, and a pair of EMT scissors. That EMT scissors are great mm-hmm. right, you don't to use, use right for cling wrap. Yeah. Because you scratched the skin. Absolutely, yeah. you could. Um, but you know, the best saran wrap is not the cooking saran wrap that you use in the kitchen. No. But it's the Home Depot. It's the Lowe's. Packing saran wrap. Packing saran wrap. It's perfect. Like I said, Christmas present. Yeah. Here at the end, it has some safety concerns. These are really important. Never, ever, ever leave your submissive unattended. Oh, I do that all the time. Sorry. But this is for people who are new and they don't know what's going on. Yes, because yes. you can leave somebody unattended and you can think they're safe and something can happen while you're gone. They get a cramp in their leg. Sure. They fall over and they can't get up. Sure. And people have died doing this because somebody walked away and something happened and they started having a seizure or mm-hmm. they couldn't breathe. Yeah. So always, always, always know what's going on. Another one is overheating. We wrap people up. They can overheat pretty quickly, especially oh, yeah. when the when that fear factor comes in and they start having a panic attack. Circulation and nerve damage. We're wrapping people up really tight. You can cause a lot of damage, so be careful, especially about the limbs we talked about. Um, and communication. Always be in communication with your partner. Have somebody that knows your cues. Like you said before, they can blink and they can do all those things, but there's a lot of things that... As a dominant, you should have played with this person long enough to know what's going on with your sub without them. Because a lot of times your sub will communicate with you subconsciously. They won't even know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you're not picking up on it, this could be a really dangerous situation. So, um, difficulty breathing and a quick escape when needed. So, have the safety scissors. Have a way out. Always with rope. You plan with rope, always have a pair of scissors. Because you can't get that knot undone in time, you gotta cut it. The same thing with this. If if things are going badly, you gotta be able to get them out. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I don't approve and I've heard that multiple times with people where they'll knot somebody not familiar with rope. It's like that is the last thing you do. It really is. Yeah. You know, you don't ever do that. And I've had I've had people that, you know, they'll come to me and ask me for advice. And they, well, I want to get tied by this person, this person. And I'll tell them, this person I don't know. I can't tell you if I trust him or not. This person, he's an asshole, but he's great at it. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. You'd be safe. I don't know if you want to play with him because of his attitude, but you'll be safe. This person, no, stay away. Just because their experience level and what I've been able to see and how they play. Yeah, ask them how they learned. Mm-hmm. And and how many times have they? You know, you know everybody. It's their first time. Everybody has their first time, and they have to learn. But if it's your first time, and you're trying to rig rig somebody and suspend them, run like hell. 
because that takes a long time and a lot of not only a lot of practice with with knots, but to know the pressure points, to know how to do it safely. There's a lot going into that. A lot of times it's it's EMTs and firefighters and people that have done knots their whole life that are the good riggers. It's not just somebody who says, I want to pick up a rope and I'm going to suspend you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, you should never let me light you on fire. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun. <laughs> it's fun. Well, it goes on to a lot of other things, and it goes back to talking about, um, you know, leather arm binders. And that's just something that, you know. Partial bondage, but it's fun. It is. And then there's a leather sleep sack. I use one of those all the time. Mm -hmm. It's simple. It's easy. Those, those can get very expensive, you know, but you can get a basic one for 300 and it's pretty great. You know, there goes latex back bed. We've talked about that multiple times, mm -hmm. you know. So, John, do you want to talk about mummification baby steps? Baby steps. I think that's you what like we've been talking about this steps, whole time. Don't you, John? So, I mean, mm. I get to wear my diaper when I do it? Yeah, you could. <laughs> and, then, and it always talks about aftercare. So, you can go into aftercare after that if you'd like. Can I? You can, John. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All night long. <laughs> <laughs> so, baby steps. Many, time our many times our hunger for new experiences is far bigger than we are capable of handling physically or emotionally as a submissive. As dominant, this may be something our submissive desires, but you just don't know if you feel comfortable enough being able to safely apply it. Whichever the reason, know you are not alone in feeling this way. Playing within your abilities is essential in BDSM. And that's what we just said. One method you can easily apply to test the waters of mummification is play is to use bed sheets or the blankets. Lay one to three blankets on top of each other on the floor. The submissive can then lie down in the blankets and roll themselves up in the top blanket. So start slow. Do something that's not as tight. This is what we talked about. We didn't mm -hmm. talk about blankets, but we talked about the first time you do it, don't wrap them tight. Wrap them, but not tight. Sure. Can they still move? Yeah, they can. But, you know, they're safe until you get the feel for how tight to make it. Because the thing with saran wrap, the more layers you put on it, those first layers are going to get tighter. So if you mm -hmm. make those first layers too tight and you keep wrapping and keep wrapping, they're not going to be able to breathe and you have to, you're going to have an emergency situation. So you got to be careful. Very true. Um, and then don't forget the aftercare. Wrap your submissive in a warm blanket and give them water to drink. They may be slightly dehydrated following the mummification. That's something people don't think about. There's a lot of sweat when you're doing that. It is. Yeah. Give them lots of fruit and carbohydrate high foods to help bring their sugar levels back up. Mm -hmm. This will help give them more energy after an emotional exhausting experience. You know, That's good advice. It is great advice, and that's exactly what you do. Yeah. A lot of times people talk about aftercare. Well, I need to snuggle with my, with my stuffy. When we talk about aftercare, we're talking about the physical needs. Yes. We talk about dark chocolate. Yeah. Because it releases a lot of the dopamine and the serotonin. Yeah. And bring it helps bring those levels back down to the normal level without crashing. Yeah. But yeah, dehydration, sugar levels, making sure that they're okay, making sure that they're during play. Check the fingertips to see if their hands are getting cold. Check I their circulation. Yeah. 
I always have granola bars handy. I have granola bars, water. You know, we always give them after that, after a session, you know, for aftercare. And Missy said, she said earlier, I always check on her, make sure she's doing okay. One of the biggest things is, do you need some water? In the middle of a scene, if you need some water, that is fine. Yeah, and I always need water. There you go. (laughs) There you go. And last but not least, the impaired cognitive function of everything is that, you know, people don't realize how incoherent you can be after you've gone to subspace, after you've had an orgasm, you know, after all these things that have transpired. (laughs) And that, um, you know, it says in BDSM, it's not acceptable of the dominant on the submissive part when you have a situation where, you know, there's alcohol or drugs or anything like that in any given situation, you know, you need to be completely aware of all the danger in any situation. I was speaking with, um, with one of my, uh, oldest, uh, and dearest that comes to the dungeon for years. And he told me that one time he went out of town and he went to Atlanta and he said he saw this Dom and, you know, she was notable. I mean, people knew her and so forth. And, um, he said he got off this very high box and he's, he's like five, eight. So he's a little shorter than average for men. And he got off and he fell and tripped after the scene. She wasn't helping him down mm-hmm. and he hit his head on a hard, on a hard floor. And then she's like, ah, oh, just get up. You're, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And she sent him on his way. And I was oh like, goodness. what the fuck? You know, it's just, it's a horror story that you hear things like that. So I always tell everyone, if you're doing a scene, you know, if they're on the cross or if they're in the swing, you know, you need to stand there right by them. Right. Because you never know. You know. I, I, I tend always, to always need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I always tell them, hey, take it slow. Are you lightheaded? And make sure. Yeah. And I hold them while they're getting up just to make sure because it is. It's an intense experience. And a lot of times they won't even think that they're lightheaded mm-hmm. until once they start until standing they up and getting acclimated and boom. Yeah, exactly. So, scary thing. Yeah. All right, John. All right. It's that time. Well. Switch out your sneakers. <laughs> Put your loafers on, Mr. Rock. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so long. Well, farewell. until next time, make all your cursed mummy fantasies become realities. <laughs>